0: Good morning. We're so happy to be here today. We have council member Sally Elcorn, who has been a huge animal advocate for Houston, Houston Pets, and worked with Houston Pet Set. So we're so glad to have you here today, Sally. I'm thrilled um, to be here. Am I? Is it okay to call you Sally? Yes, Okay, of great. I'm Tama Lundquist, co-president of Houston Pet Set. Mm-hmm. Tina Lundquist-Faust, co-president of Houston Pet Set. Yes, and this is Conversation for the Animals.
1: Yes. So, Sally, let's just go back to your roots. Have you always loved animals? I have always loved animals. I I had my favorite dog of all time, Bodo, that was at my house in Fairmont, West Virginia when I was born. And and lived till I was 16 years old. It was Aww. like my first love. And so really have always a standard poodle, big Aww. old standard poodle that we never really cut like a poodle. It was just this mm-hmm. big shaggy black dog and Aww. just slept at the edge of my bed and like just was the sweetest, sweetest dog. I'm still devastated that I yeah. don't have him mm-hmm. with me. But yes, and then when I, I got married, we have had two dogs like forever. My uh, And kids, of course, four kids and dogs and just happy hum mm-hmm. with with pets. So, yes, a long time love of animals. And then when Mayor Turner, uh, uh, this was a committee I did not ask for, mm. but he said, I want you to chair regulatory and neighborhood affairs. And that has bark in its purview. I was like, well, OK, oh, yeah. here I go. <laughs> I can do that. Right. When did you come to Houston? Uh, to, uh, I was in seventh grade. OK. Seventh grade to Houston. So really, other than going away to Austin for college and and lived in Washington, D.C. for a little while after college, I've been a Houstonian since then.
0: Do you notice a difference between West Virginia and Texas and how they treat animals and how the animal welfare world
1: is? Well, you know, I do go back to West Virginia. I have a lot of family there and it's just so much more, I feel like it's so, where I go is Wheeling, West Virginia, which is such a small mm-hmm. city compared to Houston. So mm-hmm. it's not really, I don't, I don't feel like there's a bad problem or as much of a stray problem that we have. And a lot of people have a lot of land for animals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's more of the norm. Right.
0: Right. I think, I think what you're alluding to is when you come to Texas from somewhere else, There's an, especially northern states, and we know West Virginia is a little bit north, Mm -hmm. but more east. um, There is a a significant difference in the animal overpopulation problem. And I think that we were, Mm -hmm. that's how we got involved with this was, came here and I was just alarmed at the number of animals
1: on the streets. Right, right. And how many of our rescue groups take dogs out of state because they, it's like they need them and we've got too many. So, yeah. Exactly. exactly.
0: And speaking of too many, we do, we've heard numbers from BARC to experts that say there are, you know, at least tens of thousands of strays on our streets, upwards to almost a million strays on our streets.
1: What what is going on Sally? It, I've, you know, I've heard all those numbers too yeah. and the amount that we would need to, you know, we do try to make such an effort with spay and neuter, but the, um, we're not even close, right. we're not even close to what we should be doing. And I think what's going on is a lack of education. Mm-hmm. I think people really have to be educated about this issue and the importance of spay and neuter and microchipping and caring for their pets. I think it's it's kind of almost like Just something that's nice to have, but I'm not paying a whole lot of attention to the greater picture Mm -hmm. of owning of of having a pet. And that's I think it's it's all education. Yeah, it
0: is. And it's you know, we've looked at it, too, from an educational standpoint. It's education where you can't educate, you legislate. And so we know with other issues, you know, if you can't get them under control and kind of change the culture, the way you change cultures philosophically is through legislation through laws through right. and so do you see our city sort of going that way mm-hmm. so today is the 24th last week we had an incredible
1: uh ordinance go into effect do you want to talk a little bit about that i sure do and it was Basically, your help, pet sets help, so many stakeholders, so many in the animal welfare community, um, Texas Humane Legislative mm-hmm. Network, everybody, so many people helped with this. It was a big group effort. We had not modernized our, our ordinance and really fell woefully behind other cities and what they were doing with mandatory microchipping and and then what the state did, trying to mirror what the state did on, on laws about adequate shelter and all of our, our whole kind of system was just old and yeah. outdated. Mm-hmm. And you're right. If you can't educate, if you can't get to everybody's house and say, "Look, these are these are the things you need to do," you do have to like just like you yeah. do have to mandate some things. And in Houston, we're really averse to mandating anything. We have strong property rights and yeah. strong. We're Texans, you know. It's we want, Texas. We yeah, own our pets. Yeah. We own our land. We're going to do things the way we want to do them. And so it's it's difficult. And I think that's why it's maybe taken so long in Texas to kind of catch up. And in Houston. especially you know we've we've come a long way at bark still have so much more work to do but I think the recent changes have uh, will will make a big impact I hope they will make a big Mm -hmm. impact and the puppy mill situation I know we'll probably walk through some of the things that that happened in the in the ordinance but I was most excited about the mandatory microchipping and the puppy mill getting rid of not allowing people to sell from any inhumane source or something that we couldn't track right well,
0: and that that's a really good point, you know, the humane source. When we in Texas, Houston are euthanizing animals in our shelters every day, they're dying on our streets, horrible, cruel deaths. It doesn't really make sense to continue to import animals from puppy mills, take them from backyard breeders. It it's, you know, it's simple economics if you're not concerned about the animals, but on the humane side, it's just it's cruel. Right. And so, talk a little bit about what the ordinance really means um, for pet stores um, specifically.
1: So, I'm sure everyone knows how pet stores over the years have really changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a little girl, man, we walked down the street and we looked in the window and we bought a little puppy from the pet store. That was kind of how you got animals and that's really the 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 really reputable good pet stores have all moved away from that model kind of by mm-hmm. virtue of this very point there's an we have an abundance of animals that need homes and there's so many good rescue groups there's animal shelters in every city and county there's plenty of animals to go around so the better model is to you sell everything that you need to take care of a pet food and equipment and everything that has to do with pets. And that's a big business in and of itself. And then have adoption events and through with using, you know, the nonprofits and the Mm -hmm. rescue groups and the city's animal shelter. It's just the right way to do it. Just like you said, why would, why would we add, why would we add to that, to the, to the number we already have? There's plenty to go around. So that's, that's really what, I, what, I, what this mm. ordinance is about. Uh, we did not have very many. We had five or six stores that sold animals where we couldn't track. Bark doesn't have the manpower no. to track where these dog, from where these dogs are coming. Reputable breeder or not, we don't know. You have to follow this chain. I've, I've re- researched this a lot. There's a chain That's of amazing. events that happens before that, that animal comes to that store. And we, we have no way of knowing that. Where we have much better tab on the relationships we have with the nonprofits and the rescue groups, and of course our own animal shelter, where we know we know about yeah. this animal, we know about this animal, and so does the person buying yes. the animal. They they know about the animal that more than they do from from this whole puppy mill situation. Well, and it's kind of a consumer
0: protection yes, law as well because we. You get a puppy male dog, many times they're so overbred. They have not been treated well as puppies. They've been removed from their mother's way too early. So we're seeing major behavior cases when a puppy's removed from the mother too early. And then that's not something you can train out of a dog. Those neural pathways are set. And so we're seeing behavior issues. We're seeing medical issues. We're seeing later in life dogs with um, hip dysplasia, things like that. So um, it's not only... Um, uh, 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 Economics—it's—it's it's about protecting the consumers, mm-hmm. right? So, do you want to expand on that a little bit? Right, too?
1: absolutely. And we, you know, I did—I did my own independent research yes. on this too, because you know, when you're working with advocacy groups, you want to make sure you're not just getting the. Oh, this terrible story happened at this store. So you kinda have to do, and my team and I really dug in and kind of did our own research on what was happening. But we were finding that. I mean, consumers were really paying a lot thousands of dollars for dogs. Yes. And and get it, you know, three weeks later there's some terrible problem. And they're just like the store just kind of wipes, you know, shakes Mm -hmm. their washes their hands of it. And and so that We'd, we'd, it wasn't a one off, mm-hmm. you know, I thought because mm-hmm. sometimes you get from from advocacy groups, you get kind of these really um, conflate and you think they could be conflated stories. So but when you re- when I really dug in, I mean. Those were all Mm -hmm. very and easily verifiable Mm -hmm. with local authorities, with um, consumer protection groups that had been documented. So I knew there was something there. And I knew because there was an uh, there was the first iteration of this was to, okay, we'll go ahead and let the ones that are here stay. Yes. And because, again, Houston does not like to to hamper with somebody's yeah. business, kind of the rules on the books at the time you started your business are the rules on the books. We do that with a lot of flooding, everything else. Yeah. If you got your property, then you can go by the rules at that time. Yeah. Uh, but this was so important to me and others I know in the animal welfare community because of that research, yeah. because we knew people were being taken advantage of and animals were be ta- being taken advantage of. So that's that's why we really stuck to our guns on the whole grandfathering issue. And, and one dog from a puppy mill is too many dogs from a puppy yeah, mill. Yeah.
0: And we know because there are national groups now that are aware of this issue and bringing a lawsuit against some of these groups, some right. of these um, pet store owners, because there are so many cases. So yeah. you're right. It's not just one-offs, right. it's multiples. And what they were also doing, too, is um, allowing people to make payment plans on these dogs and then charging exorbitant interest rates. Um, and, you know, we know quite a few cases where people no longer have the dogs because they've passed on or had to humanely been And they're still paying off and they're still high-interest off. That's awful. It is. So it is, as Tina said, it's a consumer protection issue. It's a quality of life issue because we have so many animals we don't need to bring in anymore. There's so many good reasons to stop the flow of sick animals into Houston, into Texas, until we get our own issue of overpopulation under control. And that's a lot of what this ordinance was about. And kudos to you and the city council, especially you and your team for leading this and digging into it and in and, and doing some um, education of yeah. the other city council members yeah. on why this was important because we know you had to put up a fight to get this passed. Well,
1: this was, this is, this, this is the stuff I like at city hall. Yeah. I like digging in, in ordinances and figuring out how to improve them. So that was, that was really fun for me. And every, you guys, everybody, all the stakeholders were such help on help with it. But yeah, they, they, I think, you know, of course, everybody on city council loves animals and wants to do the best thing. But when you got into the details of it, it, it was, it was yes. very, you know, very, and, and even mandatory microchipping. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was really for that. You know, once you told them, you know, we're, we're not g- knocking on people's doors right. and arresting people for not microchipping <laughs> right. their pets. But, but it's, again, an education thing. And this sure. is what you have to do. And we're trying, you know, you have all these complaints about our shelter and it not ha- or having to euthanize animals or it being overcrowded or not taking in extras. Well, you know what? If we could return that animal in the in the field. Mm-hmm of which I think we did 74 animals in the field. so a small number in our big city, but in December yeah. that was our number and that's 74 animals that didn't have to come through the shelter, right. be held, figure it all out, have, you know, expend resources, um, on, on that. So that, that, it was just—it was just about you know talking it through with the with the council members. But I would say it wasn't a really a tough sell because everybody everybody yeah. understood it was the right thing to do. Council members Gallegos and Cisneros have really been leaders mm-hmm. in their areas. Um, yeah. Have such an issue with stray animals and so they really were were my big, big champions of this mm. and, and we miss- have to give a shout out to THLN yeah oh uh, yes Texas absolutely Shelby Babowski. hope you're listening yes. oh gosh yeah <laughs> she really took a tart from the very first meeting we had with her and Gloria's antenna and we were just like hey I'm all about it she- she did so much work. She she, put, she looked at every ordinance, and I think she had worked on a lot of the ordinances she, herself. So she really was able to tell tell me what they were doing in Dallas and San Antonio and Austin and all the other mm-hmm. cities and where we needed to catch up. Help write the ordinance Absolutely. itself so that it made
0: sense, so that it was conservative enough, but it protected people and animals. Right. So big shout out to Shelby. Right. If you're just joining in, um, this is Conversations for the Animals with um, Councilmember Sally Alcorn. We're talking today about animals, animal welfare, animal ordinances in Houston. I'm Tina Lundquist Faust, co president of Houston Pet Set, and Tamma Lundquist, co president of Houston Pet Set. And I'm Sally yay, Alcorn, and I'm so yay. thrilled
1: to be here. Yay.
0: One other thing about the ordinance um, that requires animals to be humanely sourced when they're sold through a pet store, I think. Um, people don't understand all the nuances, the layers of it. The other thing that imported animals do is contribute to the overpopulation problem because so many of those animals um, that are either from backyard breeders or puppy mills go into our shelter system. People purchase them, they become very sick, ill, they um, require huge veterinary um, expenses and care, and people can't afford that. And what happens? They either get dumped on the streets or they get turned into the shelters. Old data shows that 25% of the animals that go through the shelter system are purebreds,
1: which is hard to believe. I don't
0: think I even knew that stat. So, and and it, you know, that may have changed over the years, but that's a large number. Mm -hmm. That's why we have so many breed-specific rescue groups. Mm -hmm. And so, When people are concerned about, you know, this ordinance and and us um, trying to over-regulate business, they need to understand that there's many, many layers to this. And there's really, I I said it last night, there's no reason, um, the only people that are adversely affected by this ordinance are the people trying to make money off the backs of animals. Right. Otherwise, it's a win, 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 win across the board for consumers, for the city, for everybody, and this is also not saying that every breeder is bad, there right. are responsible breeders Excellent. out there, yes. and we want to recognize them. Sure, and kudos to you for maintaining your integrity for caring for your animals. Um, I love purebreds, teen and I are right. Westie fans. I'll never have another one again that's not a rescue because there are even Westies, those beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. creatures, mm-hmm. there are enough out there that need to be rescued. Um, but you know, it's not all breeders. Right. And we do have a process
1: Mm, by which, you know, we we have permitted breeders that Mm -hmm. go through that process. But even and that was kind of brought up, but there's we just can't track them. We just don't have the bandwidth to track every single one. So and also sometimes they're buying the animals at the pet store to breed themselves the animals from the pet store. So you're really you're really getting into that whole overpopulation.
0: And I think responsible breeders would be glad for this ordinance and glad for more regulation because um, they get lumped in probably with all the, the bad eggs. Right. And so as to your point, you know, responsible breeders um, are probably in favor of something like this. In fact, we've talked to a few and they have wanted to partner because it is
1: important. And, do and they don't—they don't themselves sell to pet stores, mm-hmm, and they don't want no. the responsible ones. And they, and you know we all know that the the word of mouth is the the way the reputable yeah. breeders really get yeah. their business. I mean it's it's all word of mouth. It's not just happening in on a store.
0: And if they're doing it with a purity of heart, and they mm-hmm. do it because they love the sure. breed, or they're going to love animals, right. they don't want to see these. It probably hurts them as much or more than anybody to see these sick, sick, sick puppies coming in weeks old, you know, shouldn't even be away from their mothers and thrown into a cage and diseased and so they they don't want to see this at right. all. it's hard no. for
1: them to exactly yeah. exactly and they're too young to even spay and neuter oh, you know I they're know. too, they're that, way yeah, too young the so that wasn't that, that was a big issue if we did allow that to continue we would get some assurance that the the dog would be, but we're like the dogs too are too young and then how are we going to follow up mm-hmm. i mean how do we know they're going to be spay yeah. and neuter we'll give you know so that 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 was another issue that came came out and that it's this whole ordinance you know, we work on a lot of things at City Hall that are are not there. Everybody kind of walks away, kind of like uh, I didn't get what I wanted, or there's still some hard feelings, or you're mad about this or that. Not this one. I mean, we had complete. the The council members were all on board. The animal welfare community was all on board. There was there was not the consternation really it, it and that rarely happens at city hall it's great it, well it's, it's great to a, hear
0: it's a nonpartisan yeah, issue right. you know and um people care about their animals mm. and once they understand the issue which is why we have these podcasts you know for people that maybe aren't as informed and right don't have time to do the research um I think that that they get on board with it as well right. so i know we have so much more work to do in houston with regard to animals what's on the horizon are there are there ordinances well what's
1: we next? we we need money
0: and luckily <laughs>
1: luckily we uh you guys are great at raising money but uh <laughs> luckily we had that spawn election recently and yet which passed overwhelmingly and one of the proposals There's a total $478 million general obligation bond. We do these every four, five, Mm -hmm. six years for our buildings, for, you know, all everything that the city owns, capital improvements. And we did one and it's going to give $45 million. To a new bark facility. So, thank you, all the Houston voters out there that supported this bond. That is huge. I mean, you guys know what our facility is like there. I mean, I Jordan and I go out there, my team and I go out there, and we see people working in a uh, like an old T Shack thing from that was supposed to be a temporary building for six months, and they've been there twenty years yeah. or something. Yeah. It's really poor conditions, not just. For the animals but for the, the workers there. Right. The, the animal a lot with the ad- adoption center of course is better um, and newer but we really we really need help out there. so that's going to go a long way. We are using we used close to a couple million um, 1.5 million in the American Rescue plan. Act monies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still try to get more for spay and neuter okay. efforts. We have, as you well know, a very low capita spending yes. per animal. Very low. We, like half of what other cities. We're, we, we're at about $5.90 yeah. per Per resident. It's the lowest in the country for any major it's, city. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So we last year during the budget season, we I mean, I got a measly three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars added just to get us back to the five ninety because the proposed budget had us down even below that. Wow. And I was like, we are moving the wrong direction. I'm yeah. not, I I worked it out so I could at least get us back to where we were, but that's not that's just not nearly enough. Yeah. We have a really healthy fund balance. Of course, we've got a lot of things on the horizon with this, when this federal money dries up at mm. the end of 24, we're going to be hurting and there's a lot of needs in the city, but we have got to prioritize animal welfare in our budget. Budgets are moral documents and you've got to put your money in that area. Yeah. So we're doing a new budget called outcome-based budget. And one of the outcomes is fewer dogs on the street. So we're going to have to put some money there. And,
0: and the residents want this. Houston pet Set has done studies. We've partnered with Rice. Um, University of Texas and gotten the numbers and residents say, Yes, put more of my tax dollars toward this because this is twenty five percent of residents said this is my number one problem in my neighborhood above crime. Oh, above absolutely. Everything
1: else. Yeah. So the residents
0: want it and um and we need it as a right. quality of
1: life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, like I mean, it's right up there. People, it, It's public safety. It's public health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people, you're right. I go to many neighborhoods. where they, Forget all this other stuff you brought on your talking points. We want to talk about stray dogs. Yeah. That's all we want to talk about. Yeah. I went to something in Northeast Houston, and it was a public safety meeting with uh, the police chief and everybody else. And they really thought they were you know, going to be focusing mainly on violent and crime and thefts and things. And it was it was stray dogs mm, it was stray wow. dogs was the was the huge topic and it, if you're not don't feel safe getting out and running out of your house and taking a jog or going to the local park mm-hmm. i mean that's a real issue for us it's, it's a
0: third, third problem yeah. right you know 100%. and we're we're a city and a in a state right that we do have yeah. resources you we, know? we've got to get we, with the program we and we've do.
1: got we have to uh, what i'm hoping this new form of budgeting we're doing is kind of like the programs that have kind of run their course or we don't need anymore we we need to you know a lot of times government will just keep funding some, yes. funding something and funding something because it's a it's an established Bureaucracy, program yeah. and and we're going to have to really take a hard look at you know we did that that was a good program back yeah. in the day but we need more money we're we're, we're half of what other cities are paying yeah.
0: and this there's an roi on animal welfare because we can fix this problem. Oh yeah. Animals want to be rescued. They don't want to be living on the streets. Right. Taxpayers, as Tam alluded to, taxpayers are not going to object to us getting this problem under control. Right. And once it's under control, once we can get to what we call manageable populations, then then you reach a level where it's it's there's a status quo. But it's going to take a Herculean effort for the, probably the next what five six seven years ten years oh yeah and, but oh, then yeah. but then it is it's, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's under control. it's under control and it feels like this city is ready for this we mm-hmm. know that there are over three hundred registered yeah. animal nonprofits working on this we fund seventy plus of them we funded four million at least can't believe or- how
1: much money y'all raised at that gala but <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing it was so nice
0: <laughs> nice you there but it was um you know so that the, the Nonprofit and private sector is doing the lion's share, oh, the heck work. Yeah. You know, they're they're holding bark up in a way, and, and Harris County in some ways. So yes, we're just ready right. for pe- more like you, right. Sally, more leaders to get on board and say, Yes, let's just this is one problem we can check the right. box of. When it happened in Dallas, they had one death from a stray dog. Wow. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody honed in on yeah. that. We're not going to let this happen again. Yeah. Houston has had many yeah. deaths yeah. from stray animals, and we still are waiting for that, for that, that light. You know, and, to- and the
1: city needs to do a better job of leading on it. Mm-hmm. The city needs to do. You're right. We have an incredible thanks to you guys and all the nonprofits out there and the ones that you fund and raise money. I mean. Our philanthropic community, ask anyone. Houston is just known for throwing money Mm -hmm. at good causes. And this is a really good cause. And I think the city could do a better job of kind of leading that charge and, and really... Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity in even our own foundation mm-hmm. at the city to really be much more aggressive in going after the dollars, and and I think from from where I sit, it's it's all about public and inv- we yeah. need more public investment too. Yeah. We need more tax dollars to go towards animal welfare.
0: I'm glad you brought up philanthropic city because mm-hmm. it is a very philanthropic city. We came from Minnesota, Minneapolis, and it's philanthropic, but not like Houston, yeah. and. Um, the animals are still, still on the very, very bottom. They're lumped in with environmental. They so fall so for, far short of arts, medical, mm-hmm. uh, children. I'm not going to argue with children. Um, political. Co- so many education. So many other causes, and that's why we were so excited that our, our soiree did well. Yeah. We're excited by organizations like Cap um, Mm -hmm. that raise lots and lots of money Mm -hmm. for this cap has been in the trenches for so long because we need to elevate this issue. We Mm -hmm. need to, and people say, why do you spend a lot of money on gala soirees? You know, this, we don't love doing that. Yeah. It's so much work. It just about kills us every summer. I'm not kidding. (laughs) We're bringing in movie stars. It'll steal your soul, but (laughs) um, (laughs) it, it, um, it, it is so important for us to continue to elevate this cause because the, People that can fund it, the corporations, mm-hmm. the citizens with resources, mm-hmm. are the ones that we need to get on board. Right? They don't see the right. problem. Right. There are certain zip codes where you will never see a stray dog, and if you do, wow. I'm glad it's you one, brought that yes. up, and that's
1: an issue on city council too. Yeah. Because the the the, you know, in areas where this is not a big issue, they're like, wait, no, I need money for mm-hmm. X. I don't need money for that, so it's you. You, it, it, yes. it, it has to be a citywide thing. Yes. And I try in every kind of venue where I am to say, y- "You guys, yeah. there are neighborhoods where this is really. I mean, right. you care about your neighbors. You care that this is a safe city. This is a big issue, yeah. and mm-hmm. this is something you have to pay attention to."
0: Yeah. I think we should do a um, what do you call it? field trip? Field trip. Would city yes. council
1: ever do a field trip? With I us? know I've gone on several, but yes, and I, I, I think everybody's invited. <laughs> We're going with you? Everybody's <laughs> invited. I mean, the things I saw and oh, oh my it's God, just that the 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 ones that are training dogs to be in some kind of fight and they wear those um, weights on them. That right? That just. I'll never get that out of my head yeah. or, and yeah, the yeah, ones
0: standing in mud up to their knees yeah. and you know that they're in empty houses and
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's so... very, very sad. And so, yes, I think, I know that the nonprofits, um, I, I always invite people to go on them. And I, I think that's, that's a great idea to kind of revive that and get people out there because it's, it's a matter of just understanding what a, what a big problem it is for mm. our city as a whole. We don't want to be known as this city with the, that's just it. You know, we, we don't. Just, it's bad for our image, and it's we are doing so much great revitalization in in a lot of areas, and mm. this is it's gonna it's gonna keep hold us back,
0: mm. and we don't want. Houston to just catch up. Houston does things so well. You yes. know what I mean? So, we so well. We need to lead. We yeah. need to, Why don't we lead on this? We lead on so many other things. Medical. We do well with the arts. Um, space. Uh, Sports. Sports. With- we have some yeah. good sports teams. <laughs> Lance I was getting colors. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lance the colors. I yeah. know a, a yeah. hero in so many ways right. on the field and in the trenches for the animals. I yeah. mean, we have so. So what, it's not. This isn't rocket science. And right. I don't mean that in a cliche. Or, right. You know, sure. or it, uh, that's not a. What is it? What do you call it? A, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> yes. Thank you. No pun intended. But uh, this is so easy. Why right. don't we just jump ahead and teach the world? how to treat animals because it's a moral and ethical responsibility. Right. We domesticated them. We have to take care yeah. of them. It's it's heartbreaking when you see these poor little creatures who can't call. They don't know when the weather's going to change. They don't know when we have a freeze come. They cannot escape and go someplace to let someone know that they're being abused on a daily basis. Right. We just, besides the dog with the zip tie around his nose this week, we picked up one mm. that was hit by a car nobody stops you know the dog has to be euthanized now It's never lived in a home he's lived on his streets wow. you know our hearts break yeah. every day from these stories another one that we had to one of our teammates drove to the valley and picked up because it had been hit with a machete four different times in its neighborhood and and they it got to a vet but there was no one down there to take the animal and we said houston pets said we cannot put right. this animal back on the streets. Right. Our wonderful team member, Miss Courtney, wow. I'm driving down to get the dog. Oh. So she's like oh, yeah. in the middle of the night, in the amazing. middle of the night. No. Yeah. Like after amazing. work, she got back at 3am and was on her phone at yeah. seven the next morning, taking care of, Arthur, the dog that got hit by the car and right. now we have to put to sleep and he's never had a happy day in oh, his life, gosh. you know. And But we're going to give him a week of, of good care and love good. and cheeseburgers and oh. you know, bless him. And, you know, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. These stories are, yeah. it's not just numbers, it's heartbeats. Right. And it's so heartbreaking. And the compassion fatigue amongst our team, amongst the rescue groups, um, amongst the private sector and the nonprofits is staggering. Right. It's staggering right, right. now because... As you said, Sally, we need help in yeah, passing help an ordinance. Wait, the
1: city needs to stand by yeah. you guys, and you, and you guys yeah. need to get some get some help it. from the city. Yeah. yeah,
0: we're not we're not beating you up, Sally. We're, no, you're, you're doing Beat it. You're away. leading the charge, uh, and we're so grateful. But yeah. you know, passing ordinances is huge because it's a mile a mile or an inch in legislation mm-hmm. is a mile in rescue. We say I probably have that backwards, right. but um, but it doesn't cost anything either. Right. And, oh. you know, so if you can look at the laws and not over-legislate, don't, you know, don't put peop- tie people's hands behind their backs. Nobody right. wants that. Right. But let's be humane about
1: right. this. We really wanted to tie all the, the shelter. You mentioned the, the, the dogs left out in dangerous conditions. Yeah. So the state did a good job of, of kind of defining that adequate shelter. Let yes. a dog turn around and, and have enough room to turn around and lie down and be away right. from standing water and all that. So we we put that in our ordinance. You know, the problem again is uh, manpower yeah. and getting people. You know, we get calls. Hey, um, you know, this dog's not beating in, 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 in inadequate shelter, and and we saw a lot of it in, in the winter storm Yuri, and the, and it was very sad. But but we it's the the priority of calls. You know, dangerous. Yeah, right. You know, some dog bite or something goes ahead of you know a lot mm-hmm. of other things. So. It's it's we've got to get some some more animal control um, officers out there. One more question, then mm-hmm. we'll,
0: we'll let you go. I don't, uh but with the new building, obviously there's going to be more room for animals will there also be the manpower that it'll take to get the animals off the streets? Will the budgets increase so that we can have more ACOs? I am going to
1: fight for that and we're going to have to. We're going to have to raise that that mm-hmm. per capita spending on, on animals. It, we cannot conquer this problem. Yeah. Uh, my team has gone out with them and kind of seen what like two people have to do in this huge area. Yeah. And there's just, there's just no way to, there's no way to get to it. So yes, we will be fighting this. I I invite everybody listening to please get involved in this year's budget cycle. It's really important. This new outcome-based budgeting that we're doing this year is very much keyed into what the community wants. Mm -hmm. And people that are elected to office, they like to hear from people, you know, they they want to support people that come out and talk. So, you know, Really, just to, I'll, I'll make sure that PETSAT has all the information on when the kind of budget workshops are. Mm-hmm. And I think it's if you can organize a good advocacy group to really get that number up, the operating budget. It's the operating budget. I mean, mm-hmm. we are thankfully now have a capital budget that's going to produce perhaps some gra- a great yeah. new facility. But the operating budget is where we need the help.
0: Well, and it's, it's the taxpayers' money. Right? They have a say. People have
1: a say right. in how that money is used. Absolutely. So, it's their money. Is yeah. there a way
0: that people can follow you um, or their um, their council member? What's the best way for people to, to become better informed?
1: Yes. Well, we all have websites. Mm-hmm. We're all, uh, Council Member Sally Alcorn, at large5, at HoustonTX.gov, um, social media. We're all on social yep. media. There uh, is actually a budget survey out right now mm-hmm. that the mayor has put out. And I did a budget survey when I got elected called "Your Two Cents." Get it? It's your two cents. Uh-huh. And I put it in, and it, it had a lot of room for comments. This one doesn't. I wish it did because I got a lot of comments about mm-hmm. you know you you pick these categories of where you mo- want your money to go, and then you could write a lot of comments. And I got so much out of the comments, and a lot of people advocating for more spending on animal welfare. Um, but the, but his, he's got a survey out now, mm-hmm. the the administration, and it's good, and it's going to kind of be the the leading part in our in in our discussions, but uh, on the budget, but just is, any way you can contact council members and uh, come to public session, you know, whatever you want to do to kind of advocate for additional uh, dollars to be spent in animal welfare. That's that's the thing to do.
0: And it is an election year, so Houston yep, Petset will be paying attention. advocating at the state level, we're not an advocacy group, but we'll be working sure. with an advocacy group, Texas Humane Legislation Network, and we'll also be working um, this summer, we'll have a, a, a forum, mayoral, For- mayoral forum, and a, right. an election forum, right. so we'll also send out a questionnaire to every candidate because we want to know what their stand is on animal welfare. Excellent. So... You know, we feel like this should be a platform issue for every candidate and we'll make it a platform issue. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Use your strong voices. Well, it's us and
0: it's it's all of our supporters. It's all of the nonprofits. We always give a shout out to the people
1: that are in the trenches every day doing the heartbreaking, backbreaking work. You guys work. are supporting them, and they are doing great work. And, boy, the city, the government can certainly not do it alone.
0: Can you imagine what the city would look like without these oh animal nonprofits? Yeah. It, no. yeah. it would be crazy. Yeah. It would be. It would be in every neighborhood. Un- it would basically be uninhabitable, yeah. I yeah. think. So. Yeah. so, yeah, shout out to them. So, yeah. and all of this can be found also on our website right. org. so we'll always keep up try to keep up with what's right. going on in city council ordinances right. state legislature you know as Tina said it's in uh, it's a it's a year that they're all in office so right. there's going to be a lot happening and and we again it uh a mile in rescue is is it an inch in legislation is a mile in rescue so right. this legislation and ordinances are very, very, very important. And okay. if you want to get involved in any way to help animal rescue, animal welfare, this is this is a good way to do it. And Absolutely. it's your voice lots mm-hmm. of times. It's mm-hmm. just your
1: voice. Absolutely.
0: We're so, so happy to have well, you. Well, thank there. you for having me. And I really enjoyed it. Well, and, thank you.
1: Thank yeah, you. I, I mean, this is my dream job. I love this job so much. And, you can and, tell. And, and this is a really this has been a really, really fun and meaningful issue for me to work on. So I'm grateful for all your help. I did very little other than just like try to push it through, you but did a lot. but yeah. um, I'm so grateful to you guys and everything you do uh, for animals in Houston. And it was awesome to be here. Yeah, thank,
0: thank you. you, thank you.